Hello Taurus friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Taurus June 2021 Astrology Must Knows. June is one of the most astrologically active months of the whole of 2021. I'm calling the theme of this month Quadruple Boom and I've got a great slideshow that gives you 10 must knows about this quad boom and what the heck it is. But first we're going to talk about some things very specific for Taurus. So two admin notes to help you use this video better. One is that if you are a Taurus sun, great, this is for you, but also if you're watching for another Taurus placement, like your moon or your rising or your Mercury or Venus or Mars, some people get really into all of these different layers, and this is part of your astrological truth if you have any of those placements that you're watching for. The second thing is that if you're a late degree placement, so if your birthday is around May 11th through the rest of the sign, or you have one of those 20 to 29 degree Taurus placements, then I also suggest that you watch my Gemini horoscope because your read is more complex as a late degree placement and you will get more of the information that shows your total picture when you watch both videos, Taurus and Gemini. Okay, so we've got a proliferation continued of Gemini placements. What that means is it's dizzy and busy. Okay, so basically this spiraling around energy of Gemini is going to bring in way more information than you know what to do with. Also, things can be changing daily, so every time you think you can make a decision about something, more information is going to come in. So if you can hold off on making decisions with these things, unless they're kind of low stakes and flexible, then that's no big deal, just do whatever you gotta do, because as things change, they'll be easy to correct. But for the big things, you're probably going to have a very information-filled month, and it might not be until July or so, that you can start to really do something with all the information that's coming in. This can also mean you're also putting a lot of information out. If you're a creator or you want to be, or you're just very productive, it's going to be such a busy time, it's really hard to convey how busy it will be. And whether that's just busy in your own mind because your thoughts are bouncing all over the place or actually physically busy or both, it's going to happen. And there's lots of social energy around. So hopefully that means that you know, we're getting to see people in person. Um, for those of you who that's not working out, then virtual connections are very lively, both from the past and for new people in coming into your life. So look out for those social potentials and just know that if indecision and confusion comes in, you'll have more of an open window to have clarity in like June, I mean, in July and August. Okay, so... As the planets move through Gemini, and we also have an eclipse in Gemini, all of this is aspecting your house of finances. So your finances are coming front and center and every aspect of sustainability on every level and your money on every level can come up at this time. Budgeting, raises, you know, starting to have money to buy certain things that you've been wanting to get. Some things just may come to you that, you know, um, material items that you've been hoping for. If you're someone who's trying to live more sustainably, uh, whether that's environmentally or whether it's just like, meaning you're, the work that you're doing, like you can sustain this for a long time because many people are working in ways where they can't keep that up for a long time, you know, and you can see a time where, gosh, you're not gonna be able to, to keep that up anymore. And so this topic of 
what's sustainable as far as your income, your spending, your budget, your living, all of that's going to come front and center and you might see some life-changing news because of the eclipse. The eclipse tends to bring us into a crossroads situation where something radically closes and something brilliant opens up and often they're non-negotiable things, meaning you don't really have any say in them, like this is what's happening and you can accept it or resist it or whatever you wanna do. Many people are going to have changes to their, especially Taurus people are going to have changes to their finances for better and worse. But do know that anything that gets taken away in the form of a source of income or a job or work, there's equal chance that that space can be filled and it could be filled with something that's much better for you. Sometimes one thing gets pulled before the other thing gets filled. So if you've got a little bit of a lag time, then just know that that space that's been made is waiting to be filled, kind of like space on a shelf. It's hard to keep space on a shelf, right? Space in this reality that we're in wants to be filled, and that's how it is with these eclipses. So when something gets removed, that space is waiting and something will come in to fill it. And it could be very exciting what comes in. So I've got a bunch of more information on eclipses that I wanna share with you, but it's will make this video too long, so I've made a separate series, so I'm going to tell you which videos I've made are specific for you to watch, okay? So everyone watch Eclipses in Gemini. If you search for Annie Botticelli Eclipses in Gemini or go to my homepage, you'll see the Eclipse playlist. Eclipses in Gemini, because that's the sign that it's in. Eclipses in Taurus, because that is the house, from the whole house perspective, all Taurus placements are going to have this eclipse in that house. So if you watch the Eclipses in Taurus video, you'll be covered there. Now, if your birthday is like May 3rd through the rest of the sign, or if your degree for Taurus is 13 or so degrees through the rest of the sign, I also suggest you watch my Eclipses in Aries video because from the Placidus chart perspective, your um, location of the eclipse is going to either get completely pulled back into that first house for you, or it's going to be on the line between the first and second house, which could similarly bring manifestations in the first house. So you'll wanna see what all of that is what those possibilities are because eclipse times are very intense and the more you understand about what's going on the more you can consciously work with the energies okay so now as the planets move into cancer it's going to continue increasing the emotion there's going to be a lot of high emotion because eclipses tend to bring emotion and anxiety it's going to feel like you have your fingers stuck in an electric socket it might interfere with your sleeping it might you might be nervous i highly recommend you look up eft for anxiety if that's the case for you there's all of these free resources about this amazing technique that's free that's highly effective that has hundreds now scientific studies to support its usage in anxiety and in lowering cortisol levels they've actually measured this scientifically and, um, and boosting your immune system, actually. So if you've got any of that anxiety or concern or high emotion going on that you're having trouble dealing with, just look that up and you can see more about that. Um, so as the cancer placements get, you know, uh, get moving along, and we've already had some of this because Mars has been in cancer, but you're going to have more energy in your third house. Now the third house is actually the house of Gemini. So, it's just kind of doubling up on everything Gemini. So writing, speaking, traveling, your cars, your devices, your communication, your patterns that you communicate with other people, you know, your relatives, um, any of your relatives because of these movements through the third and now Mars is moving into the fourth house. All of your family, cousins, aunts, uncles, nephews, those people might come in with some prominent news or some information or you might see them. 
those types of things are coming up in a big way. And it could even be something Eclipse related like doing something in business with one of these relatives. Okay, so that, that's a way that that could come up. So as Mars moves into Leo, which is going to be pretty soon into the month, that's going to start accentuating your fourth house. So for June and July, between those two months, all Tauruses will have Mars effects in the fourth house. When Mars is in the fourth house, there are a number of things that can happen that I've seen. One is that people get super restless and they want to move or go somewhere. And this could prompt some local travel or even long distance travel if that's indicated, depending on what's going on in the world at that time or in your country. But it brings a special restlessness related to your, your physicality, related to your home. And many people are going to move, okay? If you've got to sign contracts or anything like that, uh, you'll have more clarity about what you're signing and what you're getting yourself into, like into July. But um, if you have to move in June and you can make some sort of bridge or flexible arrangement, you might find that that really serves you because you're not, you don't have all the information now and you might not know exactly where you want to go or go to be settled, but just that you're moving. Many people are going to be moving in this time frame, and that could be a very good thing. Also, if you're staying in your house and you want to stay in your house, you might find that you want to spruce up or that you want to, you know, you're doing home improvements or that you're doing, you know, an extension or something like that. Home and family are going to come front and center with Mars focusing there. I always call Mars the border collie of the zodiac. If you've ever been around border collies, they're always hot on something. And where Mars is in the chart, you get hot on that topic. So home and family, housing, real estate, things like that. If you want to buy or sell a house, these topics are going to be very prominent and coming into the forefront. Okay, so Jupiter is going to be going into retrograde and as um, it's going to be popping into your 11th house. So for this year, it's been working the 10th house trying to expand your work, your employment, your career, your relationships with your father, father figures, bosses, or trying to become a boss or trying to become your own boss. Jupiter's been working on those topics. And so if anything seems to stall out at this time, even a little bit before June, you might even feel it sooner than that. If things in those arenas start to stall out or you start to get lazy or unambitious, Jupiter could be just having you pull in, rethink, streamline your efforts, just so that your future progress and growth can be secured. Jupiter tends to get very overextended and put a lot of fingers out into different pudding pots. And as it goes into retrograde, it starts to test those places that it's been putting energy and then sort of fine tune and say, okay, no, let's just put our eggs in these baskets or in this basket. And then it, it can help you, but it might feel like things are cooling off in that area or going backwards. And they kind of are, but it is purposeful. So you don't have to fear it and it will pick up, but look for the work that there is to do while it's kind of pulling in. Okay. So if you've been trying to have, you know, expansion in those areas um, and it's going backwards, then just know that there might be some work for you to do in order to have that get going again. But what it's going to start whispering to is this energy that's in the 11th house. So Jupiter in the 11th house, as Jupiter moves into Pisces this month and um, you know, in, into a few months to come, we're, we're having a short time of Jupiter in Pisces, is going to start bringing this expansion story or hints or seeds into your 11th house, which has to do with international, or not international, internet um, connections. So like groups, um, expansion of your tribe, the people who you resonate with, expansion of anything having to do with um, teams or humanitarian efforts or internet-based projects or your friendships. 
So usually when Jupiter goes into the 11th house, people's friendship circles tend to increase, whether it's online or in person. So you might start to see some whispers of that. And those of you who are very early in the sign, like the first five or so days of the Mayborn people, or the first five degrees, you're going to get a special um, Jupiter kiss. Okay, so that's going to make a beautiful astro kiss for you early, early Taurus placements, and the rest of the Taurus placements will get those kisses in 2022. But you might start to see some hints about what's going to be expanded and the benevolence and luck of Jupiter in those areas what that might look like. Now definitely watch my Jupiter in Aquarius for Taurus video, which you can also find on my homepage or search organically for Jupiter in Aquarius for Taurus, because that talks about the storyline of Jupiter through Aquarius, which is what it is pretty much for most of 2021, and what that is looking like for you all and how to make the most of it. Now, if you'd like to have a written report delivered into your inbox one month early of all of the notable aspects of each month, what the aspects are and what you can expect from them, plus a general write-up of a summary of the things going on and the things to note, then go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, sign up for my free email newsletter. It will say, Dear Friend, have a space for your name and your email address, and you'll get that and all kinds of other goodies when you sign up there. Okay, so now let's talk more about this quad boom. I've referred to some of the elements of it already, but I've got 10 more must-knows about this um, quadruple series of events making this one of the most astrologically active months of the whole year. Okay, so let's get deeper into the astrology of June 2021 by talking about 10 must-knows that are influenced from this quadruple boom. Mercury retrograde in Gemini, solar eclipse in Gemini, Saturn square Uranus, and Jupiter in retrograde. When Mercury is in retrograde, plans and things that other things that seem certain will be cast into uncertainty or tested. This is just something that we see every Mercury retrograde season. And this season basically started May 15th, when we entered the shadow period of Mercury retrograde, the actual retrograde is May 29th through June 22nd, and the post-shadow period runs until July 7th. So during this time, the biggest must-know is to be flexible and go with the flow. This can be an amazing time for things to gel in wonderful ways, but when we try to force things or try to hold too tight to an old framework, it definitely causes complications and stress. You've got to double check and check plans. Miscommunications could abound, so you have to be more careful with your words and careful with everything that you do. There is going to be a drive to distractedness, so just keeping awareness can help offset many issues. It's easier to not try to plan things for this time, but if you have to, just know that those plans may be called into question or they might change. And the same goes for agreements. Anything that you agree to now is likely to change, so just try to keep that flexibility in those arrangements. Okay, so on the topic of the eclipse, we've got quite a few must-knows here. The dramatic eclipse news is going to continue. You likely have seen this starting in April and May and we have it continued here in June. So these eclipses bring surprise trajectory shifts, powerful endings, and exciting new beginnings. So in the month of June, we'll be feeling the effects still 
of the eclipse from May and this June 10th eclipse at almost 20 degrees of Gemini. So a big must-know for this time is to go in with a willingness to let go of what's leaving and to be excited about what new energies will be coming in to fill that space. Okay, so another must-know is that the eclipses are connected to the north and south node placements which are linked to our karma and dharma. So the must know here is to know that your routine and the whole matrix and framework of your life patterns are likely going to radically change. You'll have major karma melting off, which will reveal new opportunities that couldn't have been imagined before. So that's something very exciting about eclipse time. You can see the fulfillment of life dreams and the gifts and blocks that you um, were born into can be enhanced or broken through at this time. So you can step into gifts that you were born with and you can burn off blocks that you were born with as well as this call to your highest destiny gets very loud and the heaviness of karmic storylines can start to melt away. Another must know about the eclipses is that it's very important to dare to dream and dare to believe that things can really change while at the same time being willing and vigilant looking for ways you can take an active role in creating those changes from the inside out. We are greeted by our unconscious belief systems very strongly at eclipse times. So fears and things that we've been holding on to may come to our faces, come up to our faces to get challenged. And the more we make the decision to break through, the more we can open up for our new experiences. Okay, so since eclipse season coincides with Mercury retrograde now, there are going to be key people and key situations and key projects from the past that are reemerging is very relevant. So the must know here is that there, if there's someone you've been waiting to connect with or hoping to connect with or thinking about connecting with or someone who's contacted you from the past or something else that's come up from the past, give those things from the past extra focus at this time because it could be destiny knocking. And people and places even, going back to old places you've been, can hold keys to your highest purpose and can also hold keys to closing up old stories and being able to step out of old patterns. Okay, so another must know here is that new information can seem to come in daily. This is why the combination of the eclipse time and the combination of the retrograde time put us into this spider situation that I often talk about where the spider has made its web during the more active times. And now in the eclipse and retrograde time, you just sort of wait and watch to see what shows up in your web rather than actively trying to make more webs or, um, you know, do anything other than sort of watch, observe, take in. You are going to have time coming soon to really have the clarity about what to do with the things that come in, but that time won't come until after July 7th. So basically July 8th through September 7th, this is a major must know. June is not the time when you're likely going to have clarity because more information is coming in sometimes every day. Okay, so July 8th through September 7th is the next window for forging forward and having more clarity about um, what you're going to do with the decisions, you know, that have come before you. And if you have to make an agreement or an arrangement in June, 
try for bridge or temporary arrangements that give you a little bit of time for the fog to clear from these aspects before you make the more permanent, um, permanent decisions or permanent plans or agreements. Okay, so Saturn and Uranus square, this is the uh, second of three passes. We had the first in February, the second one is in June, and then we have the third one in December. Um, this is a very powerful transit that is affecting us on the major world global levels down to the individual levels, you know, weather and earth changes and political changes and changes to our systems and our structures and every aspect of our lives down from, you know, the global down to the individual, um, you know, is being affected by these outer aspects. So I've actually done a, a whole separate video on this, which you can search for if you just search for Saturn Square Uranus video, YouTube, Annie Botticelli, it will come up and I'll go into lots more details there. But basically, this is a clash of the subjective definitions of freedom and accountability on the individual, community, world levels. So big must know here is to ask the questions about your life that will bring you more joy and personal freedom. Ask the question, what does freedom mean to you and how can you have more of it? And how can you be more accountable for your life? and your, your circumstances. Big question here, are you willing to own your creations as coming from the inside rather than something just happening to you? And this is, you know, this is the time where our perceptual framework can really change how we see ourselves. And we've got amazing possibilities for stepping out of the experience of victimhood, which means that we feel like something is happening to us. And we step into empowerment knowing that regardless of circumstances, we can shift our life's experience. Okay. So Saturn Uranus square big times and we've got hot spots in like the 6ish weeks before and after these clashes. So that that's basically covered, you know, most of the year so far and then we have a little bit of, you know, kind of um wearing off of the energies in between each hit of February, June, and December, but it's still active and present as a long-term theme. Okay, so this Saturn-Uranus is going on the whole year. Okay, so then we've got Jupiter retrograde. Jupiter goes retrograde for about four months every year. We've got it retrograde here from June 20th through October 17th. This is a time when big plans, big ideals, big dreams, expansion moves more to the backdrop, backdrop in many cases where it's not as out there and it's more closer in and certain things may seem like they're um, slowing down or they're wearing off or, you know, things that you've been trying to work on could start losing steam, but just know that they're not necessarily, they're just going into the backdrop to be worked on and you can continue the forward movement. It just might not be as obvious in the outer planes and that this is a time to fine tune your um, organization and tend to the necessary details that are um, the core of your big dreams. So basically, if you've overextended yourself, this is a time when you pull back in and you see what things are absolutely necessary, get down to the bare bones so that you can really put all of your power behind the things that are going to make your dreams a reality.
And some people might actually see um, past efforts that were done flowing and manifesting with magical ease, where you're barely having to do anything and things are showing up. Okay, so the last thing is a bonus here. So besides our quad boom, we've got all of these outer planets in Aquarius and Uranus and Taurus. It's bringing up the topic of pollution and toxins and disease, the issues and the solutions. Um, Aquarius rules the uh, lymphatics of our body, and Taurus is definitely related to our food supply and agriculture, which is directly related, you know, affected by the droughts and the storms and the toxins. So the big must-know here is cleaning up our diets and lifestyle, are going to protect as issues with toxins and disease stay front and center for a long time to come. So that's again, you know, something empowering that we can do is keep our vibrant health up that will make us less susceptible to disease and to, you know, support our body systems to clear out the toxins. Um, you know, be, be nice to your liver, clear out your, um, your body because there's always this direct interface between our physicality and the stars. And so the stars have these aspects and they send us messages and they create situations that bring things into the forefront. So the importance of us cleaning up our personal space is shown by this, you know, microcosmic or, um, this micro, um, you know, this situation basically where the inside is outside and the outside is inside. So when we're looking at the environment being a reflection of our inner environment, sometimes we can't control everything outside of ourselves, but we can make different decisions for our inner climate and our inner environment.